Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son, on Booking the Territory podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of our Smoky Mountain Wrestling Podcast. This is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, episode 174 for May the 27th, 1995. I am sitting here with Doc and not Hard Body Hopper once again, uh, so we apologize. But hey, we're here, we keep doing this thing, and this show keeps on rolling. Today, we're going to talk about the highlights from Volunteer Slam 1995, and oh boy, we've got a curveball coming today with Jim Cornette. But before we get into all of that, let me welcome in the... Man who started this podcast with me. It's like the old days right now, Doc, where it's just me and you. Uh, Doc, how are you doing this morning? I just want to say Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Because this is coming out on the 23rd of uh, December, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I just hope that everybody's uh, got all their shopping done for their broad. If not, you need to get over to that Amazon link. You need to get your shit tidied up. I think we talked about last week, you need to get yourself a Patreon membership for Christmas. You don't have much time left. It's December 23rd. This thing drops on at night on the 23rd. You you don't need to be getting out in the last 36 hours before Christmas and trying to get to a mall or to a store. We got you taken care of. For real. The Amazon we link, tinyurl.com yeah. slash Amazon. You can get stuff for two days there, some stuff for one day, last-minute Christmas shopping. And then, like we said, have your broad buy you the Patreon membership for Christmas because you will actually use that at tinyurl.com slash BTT. So Dr. Tell her Bray. that the promo code is whatever backslash facial. <laughs> this one's for Steven Javorski. Jesus. <laughs> All right, I'll stop doing so, that. I'm going to wear them out, but go ahead. So you hate the timestamps, but I'm going to give you one here. We're recording this on November 15th, and you know what I'm doing tonight? Hmm. I'm going Christmas shopping. Great. I'm going to get that shit done. I'm already done. Oh, really? You don't buy anybody anything, though. You're Scrooge McMinnist, aren't you? No, got kids, wife, all that stuff. Oh, really? What'd you yeah. get? Did you Did you actually purchase things already? Um, yeah, there's a lot, yeah, I've, I've had to knock out a few things. All right, well, yeah, I'm gonna get it I done think, too. I think at a certain age, it's easier to buy for, um, boys become relatively easy, I think, depending, uh, again, that also depends on if you've got the money to buy it, but like, you know, the older one, he, he just wants video games, so like, that's an easy one to, to pull Sounds off. Sounds like you need to get him a box of rubbers, huh? Yeah, we actually had that talk. He's got a little girlfriend right now. Mm. I had to, I had to like sit down and like say, you know, going on. And uh, Grandpa he, menace, man. He told me nothing was happening, so I was like, well, look, <laughs> let me, let me, let me help you out here. So I think I don't think we're there yet, but put a layer uh, between you and the toasty oven. Come on, pal. Yeah, man. I don't want to. I don't want you to be like some of these folks in the smoke. <laughs> it was toasty. I just I had to go ahead and blast one off off internet, Billy Bob. Oh. Come on. <laughs> 
it's the Christmas season. We're all trying to get together and, and ho, celebrate. Ho, ho. Are you are you <laughs> celebrating Kwanzaa this year? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. It's been a it's been a weird holiday, man, with the my wife's grandmother passing and there's just a lot of stuff going on. So, you know, it's one of them things, man. Uh I don't know. Very, 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 very busy time. This whole this whole holiday season, Christmas, Thanksgiving, whatever you want to call it, I really don't care because we're not here to debate holy wars and uh, what to call holidays. But it's a, uh, I'm well, just glad the, that the season is upon are... us, and I'm very festive. You know, you and I hold on one thing real quick. You and I joke about the holidays, but we actually look forward to it. We 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 kind of like it. We we like it. We got kids. We kind of get into it for the kids, and we actually like the fact that we're blessed and being a blessing for our families. Right? Am I wrong there? Oh, absolutely. So. We'll go look at, we drive around and look at Christmas lights and, you know, I put some shit in the flask for that and we have a good time. And I'm going to tell you something else, man. It's November 15th and our Christmas tree is up and it's been up. Fucking Christ, I hate you. Yeah, because, so here's the deal. So Mrs. Doc has a bunch of work stuff going on in November and December and she looked at me and she said, we're we're not going to have time to get the tree up if we don't do something. Would you be upset if i went ahead and put the tree up i go what do i have to do she said help me get boxes down and then me and the kids will decorate the house i'm like that sounds like a deal i don't give a shit yeah let me tell you something so yeah you got you mean we got two i got two small kids that that still are way into christmas man it's better than all the other bullshit holidays I mean, shit, Chris, Christmas is better than fucking Valentine's, or I'm sorry, Valentine's oh my, Day. That's a work. Yeah. And so, at, at least I get something out of it, shit. Yeah, that's a work. That's a work. Um, I, I, I don't, I like Christmas. The only thing I don't like Christmas is buying something for the broad. That's the, that's yeah. the one thing that's a drag, because no matter what you do, they're just like, eh, oh. you got me this, huh? Why did you think I would like this? But they don't understand when you tell them the same thing. Like, I didn't want cologne. You're so unappreciative of what I do for you. <laughs> all right. I'm trying Doc. to help you not. I'm trying, Mike, I'm trying to help you get out of those cargo shorts. That's all you ever wear. It's like your uniform or something. You look homeless when you come home. I just want you to try. I just want to help you look nice. Bye. You ever me. get that? You ever yeah, get that? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to help you look nice. You ever yeah, get that? No. What if don't you said, me. what if you told your broad? Oh Any my god. I just want to help you look nice. You, you might need to cash in the life insurance policy. It, See, it here's the rib. Time. Here's the rib I put on him. I get Latrell and I take his ass to Target. And Mrs. Doc loves her some scarves and or some earrings. So every year he gets her something like that. And I'll pay for it cuz this rib is worth it. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he's six last year, five before that. He's going to be seven this year. What a seven-year-old boy thinks is awesome is not what Mrs. Doc thinks is awesome. So he'll like, you think she'll like this? I'm like, I sure do. Leopard print looks great, pal. <laughs> and so then I'll let him buy it. And then he'll ask her, why aren't you wearing my shit, you know? That's a great rib. That's a great rib. So I just let it, I just, you know, that one's a free one out there for all you guys. I'm going to let everybody have that, not just the patrons. That's my Christmas gift to you is you're out of it. It's between the kid and she's like, why did you let him pick that out? 
What was I going to do? Tell him no. He thought that would look good on you. You go tell him. And they're not going to go tell their their son that. So that's right. There you go. And you then, and they got to wear it a couple of times at least. Yeah. I love it. That's a great one. Yep. <laughs> Chestnut checkers, pal. Yeah, buddy. That's it. All right, Doc. So you want to get into what do we have here? Episode 170, 174, May 27, 1985. May 27th. And uh, we're going to look at the Volunteer Slam. And I got to tell you, I like the Volunteer Slam. This is a Come good on. episode. And this, I, I, oh, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. I, there's just a lot of cool stuff that we're going to get to see in this episode. And I'm, I'm really just feeling blessed, uh, blessed to see it. Agreed. Uh, real quick, shout out to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry for their generous patronage contributions every single month. And like I said, this is the highlights from the Volunteer Slam 95. And um, we've got some curveballs coming this week. This is the last Volunteer Slam. So I guess we need to make note of that because if you remember, this was the first big show we did for Smoky Mountain Wrestling when we first started this venture nearly four years ago with Smoky Mountain Wrestling. So keep that in mind. We we kicked it off. With, I don't want to say kicked it off, but we had the first Volunteer Slam and now we get the last one. So enjoy it because this is the last one we'll do. Uh, <laughs> is this the one that... Um, I don't think it is. I think a while back, Noe said that we were getting ready to do his favorite show. I, get, I think that already happened. I don't remember which show he said i don't know if it was bluegrass brawl or or which one so maybe that was never mind yeah i'm not i'm not sure um whatever so we go straight to chip kessler who he opens the show and he mentions that we're going to see the highlights and then we head to the first match which we go to boo bradley versus killer kyle in a jersey dog collar match now remember let me explain this there were four bags on each corner post in this ring. And the goal is to find the dog collar that has spikes on it and studs on it. So that's the ultimate goal of this match. Doc, I'll throw it to you. Your thoughts on what goes down here. Uh, Boo's busted open. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really care for the stip, but whatever. I'm not going to let that ruin it for me. I don't know. I I got sidetracked on this and started thinking about something else. You ever know, you like dogs, right? Yes. You ever know anybody that goes overboard with the dog products and shit? Oh, yeah. I've known people like that. That just, they, I mean, I get it. Their dog is their family. It's a lot of people don't have kids. And I got to be honest, a, a dog is, actually easier to care for than a fucking kid so i get it um but i but i do know people who literally go a little overboard and I, i'm not mad at you for doing so i mean i, I get it i i want dogs to be treated well I, I love dogs you do too yeah but it's like oh look at this little motorcycle jacket i bought from the harley store for a little uh little spot here i paid 375 dollars for it and that's when you skew up the jesus <laughs> Just yeah, people that lose their mind over shit, you know. Yeah. By Other the way, than I, that, I didn't. This was in my in my estimation, this match was decent for what it was. 
It was decent for what it was. I agree with you. By the way, I stole that line about uh, dogs being easier to care for than kids from longtime Patreon member uh, Chris Cepeda because he's right. You ever work? They, you ever work are. with somebody who's like, I don't have kids, but my dogs like my kid. I'm like, that's cute, and I like dogs too, but it's not the same thing, shithead. Well, no, I get it. I'm. I, that's the thing. I I get why they feel that way. And again, it goes back to. Dogs are much easier to care for than kids. Um, so I get it. I get why they say that. But you won't ever deal with the same problems you deal with with a dog that you'll deal with with kids. That's the where the, the it kind of cuts off. So anyway, I mean, I'm not here to, to judge it and whatnot, but because uh, we love dogs. I mean, Doc, Doc's got his dogs and he's a... Actually, he, I he, don't. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up, though. That's real hurtful at this time of year that we are uh, dogless because we have... Had some death, so but I appreciate I appreciate you bringing that up. So let me ask you a question: When are you going to get another one? Uh, to be honest, uh, it is November fifteenth. We are hosting a Thanksgiving at our house, and as soon as we're done hosting that, we're going we're going to try to have a dog. By the time this airs, we may be having a dog. Okay, I'm ready I'm too, man. I need somebody that'll go sit out on the porch with me and just <laughs> let me cut a promo on the misses, and they're just sitting there like. Dude. I, know, I, I know she's crazy dogs are great you can just walk outside sit on a step and they just are like living a dream out there with you bro and they're out there they're out there sniffing their ass and looking at butterflies and i'm getting promos cut on me in the house i can crack open a beer and be like hey rover you believe this shit and he just looks at me all lovingly and i'm like i know the best part about it is they're so easy to please give them a treat and a belly rub and they're content it's it's all great. Right. So all right, this match, Kyle finds actually the dog collar first and starts pounding away at Boo's head with the spikes. Boo is busted open, of course. Eventually, Boo fights back and gets the dog collar from Kyle. The dog collar's got the spikes on it. Things spill to the outside. They get back into the ring. D'Lo eventually gets involved and has his uh, blackjack with him. Uh, Boo is able to get the blackjack and he hits Kyle and and he hits Kyle and Boo Bradley eventually wins the match. I don't have anything else from it, Doc, so, but I just wanted to mention what kind of goes down. You Any other thoughts from you? Uh, no. All right. Yeah, it, it, the stip was, it was okay. It, it You know, nothing, nothing to write home about. But Boo wins, and again, Boo is around for much longer than we would have imagined. So there's that. We go then to the USWA tag team title match. It's PG-13 versus Tracy Smothers and the Dirty White Boy. And let me tell you something. This crowd was hot for this match. They were on fire, I thought. Uh, long story short, I love the finish. But before I go to that, I will ask Doc what his thoughts are on the match. Did you see the old broad on the far side? Yes, right there. She's, yeah, Beulah. She's into it. Man, that's when wrestling was better. Let's make wrestling great again like that right there. Where are the old broads? Where are the old broads at? I told you when I went to ROH, there was one old broad with her old husband, I assumed. And they were old and they were into it. And they were the only old people in the crowd. I want my wrestling to have my old people back. Hell yeah. So, I'm with you. Well, and it, this was just Southern wrestling. To a T. They did this right. Uh, can you give me a timestamp of 1404 so that I can give you some in-depth play-by-play? Please, please actually explain what's happening. Your tag team partner ever do this? Hold on. I'm at 1357. I'm going to hit play. Here it is. All right. So I just want to know if you ever had a tag team partner that could do this with you. 
We got a double team situation. PG throws whips Tracy off double elbow. A little bit of hand jive and a double elbow. You ever do that? <laughs> Not like that, but um, I mean, yeah, I've done double teams with the tag team partner before. But with any hand jive lingo sort of activity, that would be. I, I don't recall. I don't recall. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. What else you got? Uh, we do have Randy Hales out here. Yeah, he'll cut a he'll cut a nine hour podcast episode on you. Jesus fucking Christ. I like Randy Hales, but his voice is just, holy shit. Boy, it is Southern. <laughs> and this is coming from someone who I know myself doesn't have the best radio voice. So let me point that out before anybody says, you suck too, you fucking piece of shit. Southerner from New Orleans, Louisiana. I, I agree. I suck. Go ahead, Doc. Continue. Why do people listen to us if they hate us so much? No, I'm talking about just the, 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 the emails I get from time to time. I like to throw those in every now and then. Oh. But the people love us. I mean, we have a obviously an, an audience. Well, we love them too. I mean, it's a it's a it's a love affair with our patrons. All right. So anything with else the, from with a happy party? ending? For, we're gonna happy ending on them though. That's for sure. Anything I, else that, before I go? That right, well, that right there will be in the journey cornet haiku for sure. That guy's great. Finishing on the fans. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. What right, am I, 12? What, what do you what get? Grow I? up. That's a new one online. Grow up. Uh, Beulah's into it, dude. She ain't sat down this whole match. That old broad opposite the hard camera is, she is loving this. But go ahead. That, at the end, the thugs probably should have been DQ'd. And then they are. And... I just want to know at the end why Mark Curtis is so easy to influence. Yeah, he is. Hopper hates that about about this sometimes. But So let me finish what Doc is talking about here. So the dirty white boy hits Wolfie D uh, with the Bucksnort Blaster. But J.C. Ice hits dirty white boy with the hubcap, hubcap in the back of the head. Smothers makes the save. Then Tracy hits J.C. Ice with the hubcap. Uh, with White Boy pinning J.C. Ice, and then the Thugs win the U.S. Uh, tag titles, or the USWA tag titles. Randy Hales, however, gets involved and tells Mark Curtis that the Thugs use the hubcaps, or the hubcap, and Mark Curtis reverses the, the decision. This is horseshit. You know, we, we should have gotten a win. We see it right there. Tracy's, he hits the guy with the hubcap. Mark Curtis turns around. All of a sudden, Dirty White Boy is making the pin. I don't like the fact that when the heels cheat, it's okay. But when the baby faces cheat, it's not. And Randy Hales, who's a heel here, can influence Mark Curtis. So I agree with you. I don't like that. But at the end of the day, they do not win the USWA tag titles. The thugs, that is. Mark Curtis reverses the decision. So I'm with you. I don't like this, Doc. I mean, I like the match. The crowd was yeah. hot. Look at, look at the crowd. I mean, they're they're... But the crowd is into this, man. They're loving this. I just don't. I don't like that you can easily influence a ref like that. Agree. Any other thoughts? Not really. Okay, so do you want to go to Chip Kessler and for the wrap up, and then the video footage with uh, PG thirteen Randy Hales, um, and then a run in by some others. Absolutely. All right. So let me get it queued up. Here we are. We got Chip Kessler. He's in the back, and uh, 
Yeah, here it is. Certainly a wild ending to the USWA Tag Team Championship match here at the Volunteer Slam in Knoxville. When we come back to this edition of Smoky Mountain Wrestling, we're going to show you unedited footage of an interview that did take place after the tag team match. Now, this footage originally was not meant for television, but we want you to see it. We'll have it right after this. Fans, welcome back here in Knoxville. Now, after the tag team match, as promised, we want to bring you the unedited version of an interview that I tried to conduct after the tag match with PG-13 and USWA wrestling official Randy Hales. You're going to see all hell broke loose. Let's go to that videotape right now. Okay, PG-13 interview, take one. All right, fans, you just saw what took place here at the Volunteer Slam in Knoxville, the USWA Tag Team title match, the Thugs against PG-13. For whatever reason, USWA wrestling official Randy Hales felt he needed to get himself involved tonight. Mr. Hales, exactly what were you doing with our Smoky Mountain Wrestling referee, Mark Curtis? What I was doing with Mark Curtis, I was making sure injustice didn't happen. That guy didn't have a clue. He didn't have to know the rules. He didn't know what he was doing. He made a mistake. They were cheated. I just went out there and I slowly explained to him the rules. He reversed the decision, gave the belt back to PG-13. We go back to Music City with USWA tag titles. I didn't do nothing wrong. What are you accusing me of anyway? Well, this is Smoky Mountain Wrestling, not the USWA. Hey, wait, wait. Bust this. Bust the interview. This isn't going to work. Bust it. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you punk something. Just because you from Memphis, Tennessee, you vanilla ice reject punk, that don't make you no gangster. Tell that the whole kept around, that don't make you no gangster. You want to see what a gangster like? You bring your foot to South Central LA. And punk, you want to survive 10 minutes. I wish you would come up there looking like vanilla ice, boy. I do something you boy. Hey, Doc, you want to explain what we saw with this brawl that just happened with all of them? And we got, we literally got the thugs, the gangsters, and the vanilla ice rejects, as New Jack calls them. Yeah, they all descended on the interview and decided to whoop ass on each other. And we got got what appears to be like a three way thing here, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. Which, you know, the last time they did this, something like this was one of the best angles we ever had, which was the studs, the heavenly bodies, and the rock and roll. Uh, man, I thought New Jack kind of had a point. They got the trump card here on these other two teams. Man, you come to South Central and see what happens. Yeah, I mean, New Jack didn't tell no lie. He's like, you come to South Central LA with that looking like you do, you vanilla ice reject, and see how you get dealt with. I mean, I, it's like we say with Arn Anderson on a Saturday night show all the time. Show me the lie. I, 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 I is that still is that still a thing in 2019? Is like, still a thing. Like, I can't go down to Crenshaw and get me some rims or something without getting met, dealt with, or could I go get me some 22s down on Crenshaw somewhere? I don't know, bro. I'm not from there. Yeah, but I thought all y'all people know each other. 
I meant. I uh, wait, wait. Don't take that the wrong way. I meant thugs, not just because of the same color of skin. Let's keep going. How's that sound? All right, you vanilla ice wannabe. All right, so after all of that goes down with the thugs, the gangsters, and the vanilla ice rejects, can you can you real quick say this line for me? Light up a stage and wax a chump like a candle. Can you repeat that? The people would love. The people would love. (laughs) I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. What about uh? What the people would love. Okay. Well. Kessler throws us to Al Snow versus Ricky Morton in a scaffold match. Yes, it's a scaffold match, but they are on the floor brawling when we are thrown to the match. Snow finally climbs the scaffold and then puts and then the lights go down in the arena, which makes it look as perilous as you can imagine Jesus. when the lights go down. It's it's one thing with the lights on, but once they are up there and Al Snow is up there and the lights are off. It really, you're you're literally waiting for for someone to fall into the abyss and just just die. Uh, as we're watching, Unibom gets involved and he starts climbing the scaffold. Snow and Unibom closing on Morton on top of the scaffold. Gibson comes down the ringside and stops Unibom. Snow eventually starts dangling from the scaffold, and Snow falls to the ring. Morton wins. Which maybe well, I don't want to say what I was about to say. I was going to say maybe one of the first times they won a scaffold match, but that wouldn't be true. Morton wins after the match. Snow recovers, and Snow and Unibom attack the Rock and Roll Express. Unibom breaks out a good old rope. They tie the rope around Morton's neck, and what do you know? They hang Morton from one of the rungs on the scaffold, and Snow and proceeds to hang Morton. Stop the murder on TV. They leave Ricky hanging. Gibson and Curtis save Morton from dying. Uh, I've recapped it all, but I'll throw it to you. Your thoughts, Doc? My first thought is nope. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Not a chance, bro. But if we're going to do it, climbing a scaffold with a neck brace is certainly an awesome visual. Look at that when the lights go out, though. Fuck it, dude. You're no, no, and no. Because the lights were on because they were fighting on outside the arena. But the lights go out and all you've got is that spotlight above the ring with them on this scaffold. And it looks perilous. You know, and we've talked about this on the other scaffolds that we've covered. It's just, you can't do anything exciting up there. You can't. Or you risk death. Right. I mean, even if you'd like... So I had a question. Go so ahead. they're up there fighting right now. What if Al Snow grabbed Morton and hit him with that spike pile driver? Would it go through the scaffold? Would the scaffold crack so. into? No, it's a metal. It's a metal. That's a uh, a metal rung up there. It's not going to break. Well, that's to my point. So my point here was is that the Smoky Mountain scaffold was actually sturdier than I expected. I mean, I'm not getting up there, but it was actually. Better than I thought. I, I think Corny too understood, you know what need what they needed to do to have a sturdy scaffold because that thing's not swaying or anything. It's, no. it's pretty sturdy. But speaking of Corny, how much less do you think Al Snow got paid for falling off that scaffold than Corny got nine years earlier? 
Oh man, that's a great question. He he'd never answer it. Maybe he being corny. Maybe he would. I don't know. But it wasn't ten grand. No. Which is what Corny got, right? Didn't he say that they all got ten grand each? I thought. I don't remember, but I was just thinking that it's not even close. Yeah. Al Snow probably got what three hundred bucks. Bruh, I don't know, but it ain't nowhere close to to what. And how are the Rock and Roll living? They've been in this promotion for three years now. Well, you mean living like how much they're making? Yeah. So, a couple of things here. They're working the indies right now. Don't forget that. They're charging. They they can make a decent amount working indie shows. The other part, too, is not only they work in indies, but they're your top paid guys in this promotion. And they're selling gimmicks. And the gimmicks are still flying off the shelves. Don't forget that. So that's that answers that question. Now, I ain't gonna tell you they're making top dollar and they're living a, a a lavish lifestyle, but they're they're doing okay. They're grinding out a living. They're grind. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. They're grinding out a living. Nobody's rich, but they're grinding it out. So, yeah. All right. Any other thoughts on this scaffold match and Morton eventually getting hung at the end of it? I prefer to use the term lynch. Okay, lynch. That's fine. I mean, it's a hurtful term, but all right. Is it? I'm not. For that, they we're watching him here. That there's a point <laughs> here where his feet leave the ground that I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" Yeah. Right about. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> he he's Morton's doing a, either a great job of selling it or he's about to to lose oxygen, which is awesome. <laughs> they love hanging people in the Smoky Mountains. You do? Do you? Yeah. Do you realize Gee. that? It's it's uh it's heritage, not hate. Okay, I'm not going there. I'm talking about the promotion. They love they love hanging their wrestlers in in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Okay. Anyway. All right, Doc. Any other thoughts on this before we keep going? Uh this was better than it had a right to be. To be honest. Uh, I think I agree with you. Um, on that, I think they they did a good job with this. You know. Scaffold matches are not all that great. We've had this talk. I don't want to talk about it again. We we talk about it all the time, but I, I think it was I think it was better than than it had a right to be. So all right, this is about to be racially insensitive, isn't it? Well, let's hit play and listen to Al Snow here and Unibomb who are backstage. They're still the Smoky Mountain Tag Champs, obviously, and this is after Snow and Unibomb just hung Ricky Morton. Here it is. I've got time on my hands, and I'm just hanging around, just like you, Ricky. You were hanging around. You thought you had me, didn't you? You thought you had me. It was bad enough you stuck me 20 feet in the air. You thought you had me. But like every other time, Ricky, you don't know what to expect. You don't know where we're going to come from. In Johnson City, he came out from underneath the ring. Tonight in Knoxville, we hung you like a pinata. I'm sure all my fans down there in Mexico, Eddie, Mondo, Chavo, Hector, way to go. Hola, my friends. I call you up next time. We'll have a pinata party. Ricky Morton, the bottom line comes down to this. You don't know what I'm going to do. You don't know what I'm capable of. We know every move you're going to make. I have a little bird that sits on my shoulder and tells me all about you. Has dealt with you many times in the past. We have every edge on you. We're stronger, we're faster, we're younger, we're meaner. We're the predators, you're the prey. 
We plan on dominating your every stinking waking moment. We're going to be in your dreams and in your nightmares. Don't think for a minute, Rock and Roll Express, that you're going to make it out of this one with your careers. Because I'm telling you, if I have anything to do with it, and I sure as hell do, I'm going to do everything I can to destroy the name of the Rock and Roll Express. I'm done. Shut that damn camera off now. Fans were here. All right, Doc, what do you have right there from Al Snow? Well, it's certainly hurtful from a racial perspective, but not as bad as when you went off on that terrible thing calling Hector Guerrero names like you did. What did I call Hector Guerrero? You know. in your own lie right here. Uh, you said that he had a back that was hydrated, but you okay, didn't use that's, that term. That's not what I said. I said Robert Gibson's back is wet, so that belt must hurt on it. That's not what you said. And Harper and I were there. We knew it. And No, you know, I said Robert Gibson's back was wet, and that's what it was hurt. Yeah, that's you, what I said. You know, you got some of those words out of order there, but whatever. So we had a shout-out to, to the Guerrero family, and we're going to have a pinata party soon. So how would you feel about that? Uh, that wasn't too classy, was it, Doc? No, it really wasn't, but I like when he threw the chair at the end and it was like, I'm done, shut the damn camera off. I thought that was good. Yeah, I did too. I did too. All right, any other thoughts right there from Al Snow? Uh, no. All right. Do you have anything from Ricky Morton's promo? Standard issue. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not trying to. It just there wasn't much there. Not here to stay. We're we're here to not here to play. Here to stay. Yada yada yada. Anyway, okay. I don't have anything from it. Okay. So uh, Chip Kessler throws us to Cornette. I don't. I don't even know how I want to do this because this is very very long. Uh, how how do how do you think we should proceed here? Bro, there's a fucking fireball. Well, okay. So, Kessler announces that Armstrong and Funk prevailed in the match. Mm-hmm. But after the match, Cornette had a major announcement to make. Do you want to talk about this? Or I like that's what I'm saying. I don't know how you want to how you want to do this. All here's the tur- Here's the thing that we all thought was coming. Corny gives the mic to Noe, I think, and says, well, I got you a gift uh, for everything we've been through. And reaches in his pocket, lights a fireball, and throws it in his face. And boy, is it on after that. There so, is no better visual. I mean, fireballs are better than mist and powder. Fireballs are at the top of the peak. The only thing better than a fireball is an ether rag. All right, so I'll play the portion where Corny hits Bullet Bob with the fireball. Here it is. It's taken a long time. It's been six months to get even with those no-good bastards. Thank you. 
bullet Bob Armstrong. This is great. Wait, wait, wait a minute. There's a fire, fireball from Cornette on bullet Bob Armstrong. What kind of present is that? What kind of present is a fireball? And now Cornette using a tennis racket on bullet Bob Armstrong. Moments ago, fucking Armstrong beat the gangsters. And now Perry Funk laying in to bullet Bob Armstrong. Tennis racket Cornette on Armstrong. What is going on here? Cornette brought Funk in and they teamed up and won. And Cornette said he had a present for Bob Armstrong. What kind of present? is a fireball and now Cornette levels Mark Curtis in the blood end of that tennis racket all right apologize for the dog barking in the background but you get what you pay for I guess around here no I'm just playing but uh yes there is a dog barking my apologies anyway like Doc said we had a fucking fireball Doc a fireball your thoughts always as always as this fun. goes down Fireballs always mean business because there's a lot that could go wrong there. Uh, I have a controversial opinion. Okay. Is it just me or does Terry Funk throw weak-looking pile drivers? I'd have never really thought about it, but, I mean, it's okay. It's not the greatest, but okay. I don't think it's terrible. Well... We have a new guy in the ring here. Not yet, but he's coming. And he's going to do a swinging neck breaker on uh, our good friend, Mr. Smedley. There he is. Yeah. He's going to look at this. He's going to hook him up in a full Nelson. Give him the master lock. Mm, sure. When he's spinning him around, I sure hope that Bobby's fanny pack doesn't fly off. Yeah, me too. Might have some some a few one dollar bills in there from his gimmick table, right? Yeah. So we have a long beat down here. This goes on forever, but a new faction right. appears to be forming, which is good. I like it. So here's what went down, as you heard. Uh, Kessler threw it to Armstrong and Funk as they prevailed in the match. Uh, Cornette. Says he has a major announcement. Cornette says, and I try to quote it here, it took us six months to get even with those bastards, the gangsters. And he said bastards. Cornette thanks Armstrong and Funk. And then Cornette tells Armstrong he has a present and out of nowhere he throws a goddamn fireball. Funk then beats on Armstrong and Cornette starts wearing out Armstrong with the racket. Stop the murder on TV, Doc. Buddy Landell. Steve Armstrong, Bobby Blaze, they all hit the ring. Some unknown guy hits the ring, and he's putting the, the full Nelson or the master lock on, guys. Funk, this goes on forever. Funk is still working over bullet Bob Armstrong. This is crazy. It's a chaotic situation, as JR would say back in the day. They leave Bob Armstrong laid out completely with Corny, Budrow, Funk, and the mystery guy in the ring. And that's it, man. There's no other way to put it. This is a beatdown of Bob Armstrong, Cornette. After all this time, has beat down Bob Armstrong, and he used him to get to the gangsters. And yeah, there you have it. I don't know what else to say, Doc. What do you have? This will certainly have repercussions that take us into the next few months. So, the first time you saw this, did you see this coming? Well, you knew it was coming at some point. So, Did you see it coming at this moment? 
No. Right, because of the way they did it with, okay, look, I'm guaranteeing that we win. If we don't, here's $50,000. So literally he used him to actually win. But in the end, that was all part of the ploy. We won, but I got your ass back. Oh, he just put his, he put his, the bottom of his shoe in Bob's face. <laughs> uh, that's some nasty shit. Okay. All right. So I don't have anything else. So we should probably go to the closing promo of this thing. Would you agree? Absolutely. All right. Let me get it queued up uh, as we get to it. What a moment though. I mean, I didn't see the fireball coming and I know Corny's thrown fireballs before, but I didn't see it coming the first time I saw this. So here we go. We got Cornette. We got Funk, we got Budrow in the back with Chip Kessler after laying out Bob Armstrong. Fans, we just saw what happened to Bullet Bob Armstrong. And <laughs> Mr. Cornette, you have to be very what, proud of yourself. The actions of your men tonight. What a barbecue. What do I smell? Uh, <laughs> I smell an old geezer cooking. <laughs> what a barbecue. <laughs> we really burned the bacon tonight, didn't we, buddy? I hey. I'm just glad to be part of the family. And you know something? I believe we're unstoppable. You know something, Chip Kessler? I love it when a plan comes together. It took me six long months not only to get even with the gangsters, but also Bob Armstrong. You remember Thanksgiving? You remember that little stipulation you cooked up? You remember when I crawled across the ring on my hands and stinking knees and puckered up and kissed your feet? I hope you remember that real well. Because that's what caused that right out there in that ring. That's what's caused me to plot and plan so long. And I got it all done all in one night. The gangsters and Bob Armstrong and his whole stinking family and a couple of the jabronis to boot. I've never been so happy in my life. <laughs> what is this? Who is this? What is this? Are you an idiot? Didn't you take biology in school? This is the Punisher. And believe me, you may not know anything about him now, but there's going to be some people finding out about him in the future. As a matter of fact, if you want to know more about this whole plot, about how this whole plan came together, then come meet me next week right here on TV, and I'll be glad to enlighten your little pea brain along with the rest of those mental midgets out there as to exactly how this whole thing took place. <laughs> Jerry, I love you. How, how would you like for us to cook your goose? <laughs> All right, fans. I want to find out. I know you want to find out. And we'll be with Jim. Look at this fireball one more time, Doc. Whoosh. What a great fucking scene, huh? Very much. Um, All right. So your thoughts on the promo there that closes out the episode. Funk was funny. Um, and do you want to tell the people who the Punisher is? Uh, why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you? Because I don't know. Neither do I. Who is that? I don't know who he is. I don't really right. care, to be honest. I don't either. Because <laughs> like, you're just going to happen. My email will get lit up with, uh, this is such and such. And I'm like, eh, okay. No, nah, I, I, if you know, that's great. Let us know, especially in the Facebook group, because I'm sure someone will know and uh, let us know there. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't have a clue. I didn't look it up either. I'm sure I could have found out, but I didn't look it up. You really don't know, do you? No, I don't. Who is it? He's Bull Buchanan. Okay. I watched this a while back, and I felt like I looked it up then, and I, I didn't. This is how much I care. You know how you look things up to know something, but you don't commit it to memory? That's no. what I did here. I don't yeah. have that problem. Oh, yes, you do. 
because you forget things all the time. Okay, any other thoughts? I don't care. Bull Buchanan, that's great. I'm interested to see where this goes. Look at poor Tommy Noe in there. I'm not going to say anything. It's Christmas, Christmas, Tom. I don't want to ruin anybody's Christmas. Tommy, looking at that fireball being thrown. What a scene right there. Look at that fireball. That's fantastic. I love it. That is great. It is. All right. So this was good, man. A great episode. Let me tell you, Volunteer Slam, that a lot of everything here was taken from. Volunteer Slam 4 was May the 19th of 1995 in Knoxville, Tennessee. It drew 1,550 people, according to the records I'm looking at. There were other matches on the card. I mean, we we, we went over the Ricky Morton and Al Snow scaffold match. We also went over, obviously, Bob Armstrong and Terry Funk versus the Gangsters. And then we also went over USWA tag title match with PG-13 and against the Thugs and Boo Bradley versus Killer Kyle. The other matches on that card were uh, Steve Armstrong actually defeated... The Smoky Mountain champ, Buddy Landell, via DQ. So, Buddy held the title, keeps it. Robert Gibson pinned Unabom in a false count anywhere match. And then, to open up the show, Bobby Blaze pinned D'Lo Brown. So, there were other. those are the other three matches on the card that they don't show on the TV. So, I wanted to at least say that. We're going to go to the disability checks. Before we do so, I want to remind you, you got a couple of days till Christmas, if you're listening to this, the night that it drops. So use the Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support this show. Without spending anything extra, you don't have to go to the malls. You don't have to do all that stuff. So go buy your kids, your wife, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever the hell you have and family members in your life. Use that link and support this show. tinyurl.com slash Amazon. All right, Doc, your disability checks. What are you giving it? Well, I really like this show. It's going to get a high rating. What? Yeah. I'm going to say an 8.9. All right. This is an excellent show, man. Yeah. Excellent show. Excellent episode. I think think if you went into this with an open mind and hadn't seen it already, I mean, we had seen it already, so we knew it was coming. But if you were one of those guys who just kind of, you know, watched it and – just were waiting to see what happened. You watched this and you were like, wow, corny double crossed Armstrong and Harper would probably crap on it. Cause he's tired of their feud right now, but he ain't here. I, don't, I don't know if I honestly don't know. I did. I figured at some Har- point Harper's not here. Cause this comes out on December 23rd and he's planning to come down all y'all's chimneys and take a shit in the living room floor. <laughs> I know we all saw a double cross coming because it's Cornette, and we could say that, but I don't know if we saw it at this exact moment and how he did it, and that's what I'll say. So this was a phenomenal episode with that. So you said 8.9? Yeah. Great. We'll do the Government Cheese Award time uh, now, and let me point out, remember, we said at the beginning of the show, please get your wife, your girlfriend, or family members out there who love you and want to give you what you want for Christmas, have them buy you a BTT Patreon membership at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Not only are they giving you what you want, but it's probably less expensive than what they're already buying you. Again, that's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT for over 200 plus Patreon exclusive shows. All right, Doc. I'm giving my government cheese award to Cornette. It's kind of hard not to. He broke out a damn fireball. It's not something we see every day. Uh, 
but he broke out the fireball and he got back at Bullet Bob. So Corny's getting mine. Who's getting yours? James E. Cornette. Kind of hard not to, huh? He threw a fireball, dude. Yeah, I agree. He threw a fireball. All right. So Corny gets it from both of us. Doc, what do we need to talk about before we get out of here? I don't think we need to say anything else other than we hope all of our sweet, sweet patrons out there have a very, very Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Kick-Ass Kwanzaa, whatever it else it is that you celebrate. Uh, we say Merry Christmas here, but we're also okay with Happy Holidays because we're an inclusive crew and we have no war on Christmas. Um, yeah. I'm with you. I don't care what you call it. I don't care what you celebrate, whether it's Christmas, all that stuff, Kwanzaa. Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate or don't celebrate, because I was reminded of someone who doesn't celebrate one time. Uh, someone at work said, how was your Christmas? And he said, I don't celebrate Christmas, but my December 25th was great. That's the kind of attitude I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, anyway, whatever you celebrate, we hope you have a great time during the holidays and whatnot. There's that. Doc, get us out of here. Hit the tagline. Book it, bitch. Before we get out of here, I want to say thank you to all of our patrons out there for supporting this show and making this show possible twice per week, every single week with the Smoky Mountain shows and the NWA shows. And um, I mean, look, I know you get extra shows, but ultimately, when you are a patron for us and support us on Patreon, we thank you because it does help the eight free shows as well. So I know we do extra stuff, but with that said, patrons out there such as yourself, thank you for for being patrons. And if you're not one, remember, become one at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Over 200 plus episodes are available on Patreon for you to enjoy and listen to you. Listen to extra stuff that we've done, wrestling stuff, non-wrestling stuff. And when I say non-wrestling stuff, 
It's nothing political or social things in the world. It's just Harper, Doc, and I having tons of fun talking about just utter stupidity uh, for an entire episode. So that's that's what you have to look forward to. There's a lot there. The Dallas Cowboys ring rat house. Harper talking about the worst places to take a dump. So much stuff that's available on Patreon. Now, I also want to say a special shout out to our our Hall of Fame Patreon members, Don Dippinett, uh, Lee Russell, MDQ for Life, George Davis, Kevin Carter, Michael Angel, Bob Richards, Rocky Suazo, Christopher Champer, Will Harkey, Robbie Dyson, Rick Beebe, Brad Dunife, and Tom Schlegel, Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase, Steve Malbasa, LaRon Brown, Kenny Byersdorf, Glenn Abbott at GA Russell Nut on Twitter, Bobby Murray, Marlon Mueller at, at Half Points Point on Twitter. Keep cutting those promos, kid. You're the man, Marlon. Thank you, man. I appreciate your support. Long time. Josh Warren, you too, long time supporter. Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, disrespectfully classy Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, the great John Dean at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn. Ryan and Auburn, good old Justin Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Morecci, the BTT Research Department, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Prue from the Bottom Line cast. Make sure y'all check that show out. Him and JV do a great job. And Mike Prue is also uh, a co-host on the ECW Extreme Live cast on our Patreon feed. Will Parker, Jeremy Bryant, Classy Alex, David DeVries, SV Pagem, Bill Salsa, Big Rich, at Spy Boy Sports Cap, Ari Miller, 39, Jay Shiny, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andrade, Cole Mini 22, Marty Howell, T-Hog 94, God Bold Unreal. Thank you for all of your support. And lastly, like always, thank you to everyone. Uh, oh, I can't forget. Check out the Bottom Line cast with Mike Pru and JV. They have a podcast series where they're getting close to the end, but they've chronicled the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin month by month and on a weekly basis. It's a really good show. They basically just go through Stone Cold's entire career. I say entire career. It's mostly his WWF stuff, but Mike and JV also do the ECW show uh, on our Patreon feed and that show they do on their free feed. Uh, just search the Bottom Line Wrestling Cast on or go on to Twitter at Bottom Line Cast and you can find them. Thank you everyone for all of your support. That's it. We're going to get out of here. You know what Harper always says when he get out of here. When we get out of here, book it, bitch. <laughs>